Assalamu alaikum everyone and welcome to the Dear Lifesaver podcast by Islamic Relief UK. Here we're tackling some big questions we have about aid in the 21st century, finding out what it takes to save a life and exploring how faith factors into all of this. The biggest question is, could you help save and transform more lives by learning something new about humanitarian aid? I'm Nabila. And I'm Sara, and in this episode, we're speaking with co-founder and COO of LaunchGood, Amani Kalewi. To date, the crowdfunding platform has received global acclaim for supporting Muslims across the world in their giving efforts. LaunchGood has been a means for people to raise over 118 million for 20,000 projects across 120 countries. We spoke to Amani about seeking new opportunity to create change and how to create lasting impact. Amani, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about you and the work that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Amani Kalawi. I am the co-founder and chief operating officer. It's a fancy title for Team Swiss Army Knife, as uh, we like to joke often. Uh, and uh, I have been running LaunchCode for eight years now with two amazing co-founders, Chris and Armad, and an incredible team of almost 100 people. And the journey really started uh, eight years ago. Um, and everybody on the team has their own journey to LaunchCode, but uh, for me personally, I used to uh, be a social worker. So I was often organizing within my community. I discovered uh, uh, grassroots fundraising. Uh, and for many of us in the space, you know, you're always fundraising uh, if, you're, if you're organizing. And I discovered crowdfunding. And I met my co-founders, Chris and Ramad, through crowdfunding. And there was very few Muslims in the space. You're talking 10 years ago. Uh, not that many people in the crowdfunding space in general, let alone uh, Muslims. And I was just blown away by this idea that you can put a project out there, you know, be courageous, get your friends and family to support, uh, and together create and shape something. And everybody was just giving a little bit of money to make it happen. It wasn't so different than when you walk into your mosque and, you know, the old school broken box goes around with uh, the $10 that everybody puts in. And we began to kind of think to ourselves, what if we could do this for the Muslim community? What if we could have a unique platform? We're always fundraising. We have unique needs. We give very differently. What if we could build a platform to empower 1.6 billion Muslims worldwide uh, to make a difference every day? And that's how it all started, of course. It was, it was much harder to get it off the ground, but that's where the vision really came to life. Amani, so you co-founded LaunchGood and right off the bat, we wanted to ask... Um, about your journey to getting it off the ground and how Muslims can start their own journey to making a difference, especially with the resources that we have today. Um, can you shed some light through the lens of your own experiences? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was very difficult getting LaunchCode off the ground. Uh, when we started, uh, we obviously needed money like any other good idea. Um, and uh, we went to Silicon Valley because we thought that was the way to do it. We pitched to investors there. We're actually terrible at our own fundraising. They gave us zero dollars. And so we actually found an angel investor who happened to be a friend that gave us 10,000 to begin the first version of the site, which was just basically our MVP, right? Mm -hmm. What is that minimum viable product that we can just test and see if people want this in the first place? Do we want a crowdfunding platform focused on the Muslim community or not? And so it was really tough. Uh, it took us over four years before we were able to build more people on the team, become profitable, uh, sustainable. Uh, but what we learned in that process is, number one, what I often tell people is if you're launching something for the first time, 
uh, don't invest so much money into it. Uh, just get a working idea out there. Just see if people want this. And we always encourage people to have an MVP. What is the minimum amount of time and money and resources I can put into an idea just to validate it? And that 10,000, that, that was how we validated the first version of LaunchGood, right? Uh, we paid some developers overseas to build the first version of the website. And then through that, had something to show for and slowly started to see that growth come through. And so we bootstrapped it. Uh, it was very tough, but it also gave us agency and ownership about everything we did. Hmm. So on the thread of getting off the ground, what was your motivation and what did legacy have to do with it? Yeah, and in our case, the first step was really, uh, we had to have a strong belief that as a community, we're incredible, right? Like that was the root of everything we did before we, we pitched to investors, before we put the MVP together. And this was really tough because you're talking about post 9-11, a lot of the community was often in a state where they're responding, uh, they're defending, right? And when you're busy defending, you can't really create. And so the focus for us, we all felt a sense of uh, this craving of wanting to build, right? We felt that as a community, we lost our mojo, as we like to say, right? We have this incredible legacy of, of coffee and uh, algebra, and, but at the same time, uh, we weren't really living up to it today, right? And so there was this nostalgia of the past that we often kind of like to stay in versus a, hey, what can we build in the future today? How can we inspire each other? And so um, at the heart of what we wanted to do and what we do today is actually not fundraising, right? People think LaunchGood's a fundraising platform, but at the heart of it, we see ourselves as an inspiration platform. And so for us, inspiration was like, hey, we have incredible values as a community and we have so much to offer to the world. Can we create a platform that, can practically help people raise seed funding for the ideas they care about most, and at the same time, inspire them to live out that legacy today. So Amani, what exactly does LaunchGood provide for people and how does it create impact? Yeah, absolutely. So LaunchGood is a crowdfunding platform and crowdfunding in a nutshell is getting a lot of people to come together to give small amounts to make something happen. Uh, it's not so different than, again, being at your masjid and somebody passing around that donation box and everybody putting in you know, a couple of pounds, a couple of dollars uh, to fund that idea, to fund that effort. And so what LaunchGood does is it just takes that online uh, and it makes it easy for people to come together uh, to fund any idea with small amounts. And so really your average uh, donation on LaunchGood oftentimes is... Uh, on the USD level, about 50 bucks, 25 bucks at most. And so that's what we mean by small donations coming together. And really crowdfunding exploded in 2013. That's when we began to kind of see so many platforms, over 400 at the time. And today there's just a handful. Uh, some of the, our friends in the UK know of Just Giving and uh, Virgin Money and others. Those are all crowdfunding platforms uh, or in many cases, just fundraising platforms, if it's easier for uh, people to see that uh, parallel between the two. That's really inspiring to hear, mashallah. In the building and in the founding of LaunchGood, which is the world's kind of largest faith-led um, crowdfunding platform, what learnings have you um, come across and what difficulties um, have you fell upon as well? Yeah, absolutely. I, the, the biggest learning I'd say is just around the Muslim community. Uh, I mean, our generosity is incredible. It didn't stop in COVID. Uh, it just increased. Uh, and that alone is a testament to the Muslim community worldwide. Uh, but also we're very resilient. When you look at the types of campaigns that come through, when you look at some of the challenges that we face as a community, 
from Islamophobia all the way to uh, humanitarian crises. It's just incredible to see how we come together. And the biggest learning for me is that it reinforces to me again, when we started out, we knew that we were incredible as a community, right? But to see that consistently be the case, even till today, reinforces the work that we do. And, and for us, one of our vision is to continue to build digital platforms for the global Muslim community. I mean, we, again, uh, you know, eight years ago, Silicon Valley wasn't ready to take a bet on the Muslim community. Now that's changed. Uh, now that you can find companies that have begun to get some sort of seed funding to build products for the Muslim community to help us live our values. Uh, and so it's, it's incredible to see that that's still the case. And probably the hardest thing I would say is while we're building LaunchGood, of course, there's many challenges that you face um, while building anything, building the right team, finding the right people on board, challenges, uh, all of that is, is part of uh, anything that you put your heart and soul into. But I would, what I would say is unique to us as a Muslim platform, of course, is the banking while Muslim problems. And we, what we call it banking while Muslim is a larger institutional uh, challenges within the banking space that I'm sure many of those in the charity space understand just the challenge of Muslims still are seen as a problem and not an opportunity, right? In terms of being having access to financial services, having access to uh, resources and payment processing capabilities. And that is uh, unfortunately uh, the story across the board with many charities. And so if we can change the narrative in the space for the Muslim community that we are a source of, uh, we're, we're a wellspring of solutions for the world. We're uh, able to create opportunities and not just seen as a risk factor. Then I think we would achieve a different level of success inshallah for launch good and anybody in the space, including charities like Islamic Relief. Okay, so you've spoken about seeking opportunities there and um, given your experience, Amani, and the launch good origin story, how would you encourage people who are looking to make a difference in the world to seek opportunities? Yeah, if, for anyone who's looking to really make a difference, I'd say you want to start with something that you're very passionate about and that ends up being a need for others too. And that's usually often a way to kind of connect it beyond just yourself, right? Uh, whether it's saying, hey, you know, I remember when I was 14, uh, my meshid had a boys sports club, very simple example, and they didn't have a girls sports club. And I, I loved sports and I wanted to see that for my community and the girls in my community. And so taking initiative to having the courage to say, you know what, I need this for me, but I know other people need this too, right? Uh, eight years ago, I needed inspiration for me and I knew the rest of the community needed that inspiration. And so having the courage to stay, uh, or the courage to solve for it, the courage to take initiative and say, you know what, uh, it is so important to take a stab at this. It is so important to give myself permission to be awkward at this at first, because, hey, we're all figuring it out when it's, especially when you're starting something for the first time. And to give yourself permission to be new at that, to be an amateur at that initially. Uh, and then SubhanAllah, you never know where it takes you. I mean, eight years ago, if you would have told me, uh, if you would have shared some of the terms that I know today, whether it's acquisition costs or KYC or financial crimes, I didn't know any of that, right? But along the journey, you give yourself permission to figure it out. You give yourself permission to learn. Uh, and that takes you to where you are today and, and, and really helps you have that growth mindset. Uh, from the start till the end. Um, Amani, as the co-founder of LaunchGood, um, what kind of impact do you think that LaunchGood has created and what are you most proud of? Yeah, you know, it, it's amazing. When I look back, I would have never imagined, I couldn't have imagined what we are today. Sometimes we think small, right? When we first started, I was like, yeah, we'll just 
if we could get big in the U.S., that's that's good, right? If we can become a household name in the U.S., we, you know, we're happy, right? Um, but what's so incredible about the Muslim community is that it's so global and our hearts are still very much connected. And the impact that I'm most proud of is really just seeing things happen on the platform. You know, I used to know every single campaign on the platform because I coached every single one of them the first two years with, with, with uh, Chris and Omar. But now there's some incredible campaigns that are being launched. And I'm most proud of creating that ecosystem where it's not really me or Chris or Omar that have to be involved in it, but the ability to kind of create a space where someone can launch a new film or send Iftahaj Muhammad to the Olympics to represent the US or raise funds for refugees in Greece. I mean, it's amazing to see all that good come in one place. So that for me is the most proudest. Uh, and then by extension of that is the team we've built, right? Because that's not possible without the team we've built. And I am most proud of my team because uh, they're just incredible in terms of just ha having all of this come together from A to Z. Mm, I guess that speaks to the value of legacy as well, right? Um, you're, you're imparting knowledge and integrating people into this idea. So do you have some good advice for those who are also seeking to carve a legacy for themselves and for others? My advice for Muslims who want to leave a legacy is, and I tell this to a lot of folks, especially uh, coming out of college, uh, it's a go where you can grow. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of times we go where we think, you know, we you know, we may be successful financially or uh, where there might be an initial passion. Um, but when you go where you can grow, you're always investing in yourself, right? And then you end up investing in something that uh, helps you grow, but then ends up being a service for so many other people. Um, and I also tell people uh, that you're not married to your major. Uh, a lot of times, uh, a lot of young people think, okay, if I, if I study biology, I've got to stick with biology. If I study this, I've got to stick with that. But as one of my mentors once said, uh, at least our generation, uh, you will change careers like seven to eight times in your lifetime, right? And when you go, when you give yourself permission to go where you can grow, you just create those opportunities uh, to really build uh, and invest uh, and, and grow in a way that you couldn't have otherwise, right? Uh, and that in itself is a legacy, even if you don't know yet where it's going to take you, but it gives you the permission and the freedom uh, to really be part of amazing things that challenge you. Uh, and that then being in, within themselves, just incredible in terms of the impact that they have. Imani, how has faith factored into this ongoing journey at LaunchGood? Yeah, faith factors into everything. Uh, it's the operating framework of everything we do. Even before I got into Launch Good, I studied social work because I felt that there were so many Islamic parallels in social work. When social work took me to organizing, organizing took me to crowdfunding, crowdfunding took us to where we are today with Launch Good. Uh, but also it's, you know, when, when you're building anything, any global platform, there's often questions of ethics. There's often questions of what's right, what's wrong. Uh, you know, there's a lot of conversations of some of the world's leaders, you know, leading platforms, whether it's Facebook, or Airbnb, or Uber, um, are they building community? Are they destroying community? And you often see that they struggle to come up with a shared framework, right? Uh, and for us, I feel that having that faith background gives some gives you something that roots you in. So everything we do, we think about it from that prophetic lens, right? What does it look like to build uh, a platform uh, that's inclusive? What does it look like to build a team 
uh, with uh, prophetic leadership in mind? What does it look like to uh, inspire and do our work with Ehsan and so, or emotional excellence? So that becomes really that operating framework of how we build a company today in the digital global Islamic economy with those principles in mind. And obviously it's, it's, it's not easy. You're grappling with a lot, but to have that compass becomes the most important thing for you when you're navigating those waters. Lastly, Imani, how can people support the work that LaunchGood is doing? In terms of supporting LaunchGood, uh, it's as simple as going to launchgood.com, finding causes that care, that really, that you care most about, uh, that speak to you. You can go to our Discover page, we recently revamped it, uh, as well as just uh, remembering to take initiative when something happens in the community, when uh, oftentimes uh, why crowdfunding does well is because we see what's happening in the world. We feel a sense of wanting to take action, but we don't know where to start, right? And so what crowdfunding does is gives many people, or really fundraising, uh, what it does is it gives many people uh, the um, option to take action, right? To say, hey, I'm watching the news about what's happening with the refugee crisis. I'm going to start a campaign with Islamic Relief. I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to do my part, right? Or in the case of something happening to a friend or uh, an emergency, being able to say, you know what? I'm going to start raising funds for this friend. I know they're in a tough situation. And, and that's really the beauty of uh, coming together as a community, right, is, is having that first person often. It's just one person taking initiative to get things going uh, and then folks follow along. And so that's what I would say to anybody listening is really to uh, give yourself permission to take action, give yourself permission to be awkward at it. It could be your first time fundraising. It could be your first time uh, doing something. But sometimes the harder part of that journey is giving yourself a little bit of space to be awkward at it, to uh, to be in that stage of in between uh, beginning something and learning everything you can about it. Thank you to Armani for that conversation. In this segment, Zara and I like to get back together and discuss some of the things that resonated with us the most and maybe some of the lessons we've implemented in our daily lives. Zara, what have you taken away from this conversation? There's a lot I've taken away, but I think um, more importantly, I'm just really glad that we had the conversation. I think in the lead up to the publishing of this episode and even recording it, to be honest, we've had several conversations where we're talking about um, legacy Mm. and creating impact. And this is really well situated because... I'm constantly thinking like how do I how do I find that intersection between what I love doing or like what I'm good at or what my craft is or what I'm what skill I'm currently trying to learn and purpose ultimately mm-hmm. I think the thing that stood out to me was also that this any initiative shouldn't be legacy driven you shouldn't start something just to leave a legacy to say that I did something I guess that goes without saying for a lot of people but um what I what I find happens just in a really human way is that people kind of get sucked into that um mode by by yeah. by accident or even by default sometimes you know um and so what this conversation with Armani taught me was that there can be just a really simple there's a need there's a why and Armani was working in a completely different yeah. like industry in in a different yeah, field social work, right? yeah yeah um so one of the things that Armani mentioned was um you know the simple like 
handing out a box at a mosque and mm. like collecting money and that's basically the kind of concept of launch good yeah. and it's bringing together like our really incredibly generous community of muslims and yeah. you know crowdfunding for these amazing ideas and it's almost like a muslim dragon's den yeah. in a sense where you're like going through projects that you you know that kind of um speak to your heart and go from there and I guess like with legacy as well there's like a really fine line of because I know me and you always speak about how do we leave a legacy mm. what should we do where do we start and it's almost like this fine line of like um not going into something like thinking mm. oh I need to leave something behind yeah. versus like having that intention to or like making da'a that like because ultimately that's what we want to do mm. we don't want to leave behind like a good legacy and it's like how do we create that and yeah. I think one of the things that Amani mentioned was like starting at home and like ensuring that everything at home, um, it's like the kind of like saying that charity begins at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts with your family and that sort of thing. But it's it, it's kind of like going back to like these really simple yeah. like concepts that we all know. Mm. Um, it just, it speaks so much to the value of, you don't have to follow a specific blueprint when it comes to doing good. Launch Good is a tech for good mm. initiative, you know, built out of the advancements we have in technology today. Yeah. And you don't have to just become a volunteer or join an NGO, even though there's a, a, extremely commendable things, especially with uh, a really you know, beautiful intention. Mm. And if, if there was anything on a daily basis that I'm now asking myself after this conversation, after all of the conversations we've had before mm. is all right, what is it that I possess? Mm -hmm. What is it that I can bring to the table? And I think one of the things, like the messages, especially in in media is, like you see it all the time, even in films, it's like, oh, find your purpose. And once you found it, once you found found your passion or your purpose, that's it. Like you're set for the rest of your life. And it's like this constant, like really over, like almost an overbearing question mm. where I'm constantly having to ask myself like, oh my God, like, What's am I there yet? Yeah. Uh, will I ever be there? Mm. Um, am I already here? Like, because I work for this humanitarian organization, yeah. does that mean that this is it? Like, you know, and it's, it's a really difficult thing and it's mm. a huge question as well because mm. it's like, that's it. That's your tra- like trajectory, like yeah. sorted for the rest of your life. Yeah, we were speaking to um, someone at work today and um, he was speaking about how he never... Um, it's actually a lot of people at Islamic Relief where they didn't um, intend to work here, but yeah. they just fell upon it by, yeah. you know, by quote unquote chance. But it's, it's Qadr Allah. Like, uh, Qadr. You, yeah, like, <laughs> fully. Um, and even Sarah and I, like, yeah. um, the way we ended up working here, it wasn't specifically going out to work for Islamic mm. Relief. Like, um, it was, you know, through friends or through other, like, another an means, um, mm. we kind of fell upon it. But SubhanAllah, like, it's almost like we're always in such of a purpose but at the same time it's already written for yeah. us in in a world where it's so easy to feel like meaningless to feel mm. like a number or to feel like mm. you're not f- and feel like, behind as feel well. behind oh yeah. my god so much yeah. like um it, it, like if you don't have your purpose that's it you're behind yeah like, yeah. You, like so many people know what they're doing yeah. and you almost feel like oh my god am I or there like you know? all the all the quote-unquote purposes mm. <laughs> or all the goals or life goals whatever they're out there aren't really for you you have this primary like you have this primary purpose built mm. in you into your like in in your fitra and yeah. i think it's just about coming back to that mm. and just saying okay well actually let me work from the inside out mm. how do i manifest this purpose yeah. with the resources i have today yeah. um, and it's coming back to those values as well and i feel like the core values of islamic belief like the rahma mm. um 
Amana, social justice, and it's like coming back to these really core yeah. like values. And I think those are the things, some of the things that Amani mentioned as well in terms of like leading and um, in the f- like founding of um, LaunchGood. And even just the privilege and the opportunity that um, LaunchGood provides of like, you have this idea, you like 5% kind of make it happen. Mm like publish it onto this platform and then you can get all of these people supporting you yeah. whereas you know once upon a time or like i guess like pre-launch good days like where where would you really go to yeah. show people like your ideas and mm. it's such a i think it's such a massive privilege to have that yeah definitely launch good is such an incredible um it's such an incredible organization i think everybody like in the muslim, muslim community talks about launch good and mm. has such good things to say about it um so to interview Amani was a real pleasure and um yeah, I learned a lot. If anything resonated with you from this episode or inspired you that you'd like to share with us or the listening community, why not get in touch with us? You can find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Islamic Relief UK. And for future episodes, make sure you guys are subscribed to the Dear Lifesaver podcast on Acast, Spotify, Apple and all major streaming services. Thank you again to Amani for joining us on this episode and to you, our listeners. We'll see you next time, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.